We live in a world where the negative gets way more energy. And so you start to get conditioned like that. Right, right, right. Uh -huh. Because uh -huh. when you do... Hand to hand. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, because when you do do positive stuff, you're not getting reinforced. Like, it's not being reinforced when you're seven, eight, nine years old. You know, you bring home a good report card, let's just keep it 100, bro. It ain't no major celebration, bro. Like, it ain't no major focus when you bring that A home. It's like, oh, man, I'm proud of you. You got home, hey, I'm proud of you. If you get home, you bring home them Ds, bro. It was a lot of energy going into that. There's a lot of focus. Today's show is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. We all know that we need to get those fruits and greens and vegetables and all that in our diets, guys, and here's a quick and easy way to get it. You just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What it do? What up, y'all? How y'all feeling? And Dr. Douglas Thomas, what's going on? Oh, man, man. It's uh, everybody love the sun, but can you stand the uh, ice? Can you stand the this ice? This we up know here. for sure. Again, it's gonna look ice, a lot bro. like Christmas. Again. Yes, I'm about sir. Again. again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you so I'm guessing you're in Michigan then. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm talking about ice, bro. It's looking like a winter escapade out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, well, what, On the what road. are you doing there then? That's what I want to know. I talked to you yesterday. You were in West Palm. <laughs> Why'd you leave? But here, uh, you know what? Here's the here's the deal. Um, yeah, bro. It's a long story, but we got something. Maybe one year I'll be able to talk about it, but we got something we gotta do as a family. Uh, in a couple of days. So my wife couldn't fly to West Palm and then have to fly again. So, um, you know, so it's one of those things where she like, yo, I can't fly, you know, West and then fly East. And so it's like, all right, me and Jay will do this and then we'll do our family thing, you know, this week. So yeah, that's, that's what happened. And you know, I was hurt because I was actually supposed to speak for two days and I had to tell the, the juniors, I'm not going to be able to see you guys you know, uh, I did the June, I did the seniors yesterday, the basketball team, and then I worked with some teachers. But TJ, TJ flew in today and took my spot. So hopefully, uh, hopefully TJ did his thing. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure he did. You know, oh, TJ sure. was gonna hold it down. Um, cool, man. What else happened? What else, Carl? Catch me up. What's going down? Oh man, just over here laying it down. The ETA is laying on me more and more work. I got a, this is my silent rebellion. I got like three or four more new responsibilities. So people are like, yo, Carl, I've been hearing you. The ETA work would be the death, y'all. But other than that, we good. All we right, real hey, good over here. It's a small, it's a small family company, okay? We got, <laughs> everybody got to do a little something. All, um, all, the, all the responsibilities trickle down. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, yeah, so last time we talked to you, you were getting ready to speak to the Crimson Tide, and then we mm. saw them boys get hammered. Somebody texted me and said, out. Somebody texted me and said, Tony Robbins must have been talking to Clemson. 
No question. No question. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like they had a little bit more bite. But anyway, yeah. I called you to make fun of you because that's my job as your right hand to be like, yo, what happened to your boys? And you was like, before I could even get it out, you was like, see, they ain't even let me speak. I nope. was like, ah. There it is. Nope. There it is. So what, I, yeah. I, I, without throwing anybody under the bus, I'm guessing they just ran out of time or, you know what I mean? Well, I you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all know how it is. I come to the game. I'm just making the assumption, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm not even making an assumption. The lady at the ticket counter was like, praise God, E. You started the year with us, you ended the year with it. So I'm just making the assumption since I was privileged to come to the game that I was going, you know what I'm saying, that I was going to get some shine. Yeah, you, you thought know? you came so maybe to work. Coach, yeah, maybe Coach didn't know I was there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> maybe Coach didn't know I was in the building. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so maybe that's what it is. But I will say this. This is not the first time this has happened to me. Y'all know that I worked with Loyola last year. I put in, put in work. Coach was... Coach was nice enough to let me be a part of the season and we put in the work. Then we did the Elite Eight. I spoke to him before the Elite Eight. I remember some people were saying, yo, E, that message you did, like it wasn't like raw, raw. And I was like, I'm just going to be real with you. I know they didn't need the raw, raw. Then boom, we made it to the Final Four, but they never call your boy to the Final Four. I mm. never got the mm. ticket to the Final Four. And all I'm saying is, I'm not saying they would have won it had I been there or not. I am saying this, though. I oh, am well, saying, that's what I'll say. You no, can't no say doubt. it, I can't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no yeah. I am gonna say this though. Don't don't switch up what don't switch up what worked, is what uh -huh. I'm saying. Don't switch mm. up what worked. And I think, you know, to make a point out of this, like I, I really believe this is a, a challenge. You know, I'm not gonna say Loyola, Alabama. I'm not gonna say that this is a problem for them specifically, but for those of you who are listening on the phone. We really do get into a routine and we really do find, you know, like our groove, our secret to success, you know, and we start working those things. And then what ended up happening is as we get closer to our goals, you know, for mm. real, sometimes we get a little bit more lax, you know, we get complacent and the things that's got, that got us there, we start tripping. I'm going to be honest, every time, you know, I have, I had this crazy relationship with working out. You know, the older I get, you know what I'm saying, the more I have to do it. But it's funny. I always remember when I, I get to a point where it's like, all right, I got to get back down now. You know, and I start grinding and get back to where I need to be. I always remember, see, it's that one chicken dinner. You know what I'm saying? It's that first chicken dinner. I had had a chicken dinner in, let's say, a month and a half while I was working out. And, you know, I'm like, I'm good. And I'm, I'm going to be real. That one chicken dinner didn't necessarily put the weight back on me, but it was that one chicken dinner that went away from my, the, the, the routine that I had. Like, I'm not really eating like that. And then I'll eat like that that one time, maybe not any the rest of that week, but then I'm like, oh, I could do it one more time because it didn't hurt me. And before you know it, I'm not <laughs> doing the things I did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to get there, I'm just being real. Like it's the, and I think a lot of us, for real, there are certain things that we do and we get into a rhythm you know, we get into this sweet routine, you know, and there's some things that we know is working. But oh, then the closer man. we get to our goal, it's, it's, that's when we start just, yeah, just chilling a little bit. Bro, I told myself I had to go back home, and I was doing good. I had my Jamaica body prepped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know why I waited until January to get ready for <laughs> February. You know what I'm saying? 
But don't yeah. judge me on that. But I had everything ready to go, bro. And I was like, yo, you headed back to the crib. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, now y'all know I'm from Lansing, born and raised. If you've never been to Lansing, Michigan, we have two of the best food places you ever had in your life. One is called Crack Chicken. And yes, it's literally called <laughs> Crack, crack chicken. chicken. The sign no outside doubt. says Crack Chicken. And it is the best fried chicken you have ever had in your life. Bar none. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like bar none. Like it is celebrities. Like we only have celebrities come. But when they come, they go. And then we also had Sir Pizza. Okay? And now mind you, I grew up in Lansing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like a moth to a flame. You know, I get back. And I'm like, nope, I'm keeping the Jamaica body. Bro, I promise you, I wasn't off the plane no more than two hours before I hit a whole surpiece. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Then the next day, boom, hit the, I'm like, yo, I hit the crack chicken. I'm like, wow, God, I had to start, I had to restart January. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I popped another right. bottle of champagne on the New tip. Year's resolution. You know yeah, well, let's try chair. this again. Let you know all acquaintance oh. be forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no question. <laughs> Oh, man, I played the it's Frank Sinatra life, all over and watched the ball drop mm, again, yeah, bro. All and over so again. We restarted and uh, you know, we back, <laughs> we back underway. So uh I'm, let me check on y'all Jamaica bodies though. I sound oh, yeah, like no. each Jamaica body might be looking like mine. Oh, bro, my, yours probably look way sweeter than mine. I never even started Jamaica. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, bro, let me tell you something. And, and we're gonna have to talk about this, see, at a conference. I, I think I was talking to Rochelle, and I said, Rochelle. I'm just going to be real with you, Rochelle. I've come to realize that there's a reason why it's called the triple-double, right? Mm. I used to always wonder, like, quadruple-double. You know what I'm saying? Why do they have to... Bruh, the triple-double is very difficult to attain. And once you get the triple-double, I think that's it. I don't think you go nowhere. So I was just telling Rochelle, I was like, yo, I'm not against, you know, a beach body, but I'm making money right now. My marriage is on an all-time high right now. I'm against the work yeah. it take to get a beach body. I'm, I'm right. all in I just favor told of the body. Of the beach body. I, I just told her. I'm yeah. 100% in. Uh, yeah, I told Rochelle, I said, Rochelle, here's the problem. I already got a triple-double. I can't get a quadruple boy. I got a triple-double right <laughs> and now. And we talking about your chin. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You feel <laughs> me? So for me, chin. man, it's just like, you, it's one or the other. A lot of dudes might have a sweet six-pack but where I'm at in my marriage, I but take broke. this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I take this all yeah. day, bro. I, I take think the Dina marriage. would rather have them millions in her bank account. Oh, bro, all <laughs> day. Than had a sweet six pack. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, look, what, hey, I'm going to work hard to try to at least keep her where I'm at. I'm going to try to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to try to take it too much further <laughs> than this. Maintain. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I take That's it back then, you know what I'm saying? Start problems. Yeah. So Every no, time man, I get on the scale of month later, I'm like, ooh, it's a tie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't win, yeah. we didn't lose. So I didn't even start Jamaica. Hey, he, uh, and here's the reality. Some dudes going to have to wait till they get to Jamaica to get where I am in my marriage. So I'm, I'm, mm. I got Jamaica right you now. you know I keep in, thinking about Jamaica? I'm like, sure, I'm going to put in all this work and then go to this all-inclusive and, and eat, eat, and beef, eat food, up everything. Eat like a yeah. fat rat and be right yeah. back. So what am I really trying to do in Jamaica? You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, what? Uh, I'm just trying to get hey. it ready for Jamaica. 
Right, you're just trying to create space so that when you go out there and you blow it up, that you're right back to where you're at now. That's all. Let me tell you something. The only thing that's going to sexy me out is a divorce. <laughs> I hate to that's say it. it. But <laughs> if I got to get real, back it. and put this body <laughs> on the it, open bro. market, you know what I'm saying? That's it, bro. That's what I'm feeling like I could get. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I had to go back up to be judged again, that's when I feel like I could really yeah. six-pack y'all out. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right now, it's not necessary. It's hard to it's do when you're in love, baby. You know what I'm saying? No, so, so no, no, not when you're laying love. in the bed talking about you want some more pizza. you like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. Right. No, 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 no. See, you got to twist It's not when you're in love. It's when they in love with you as you are. That's oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's tell my girl start dogging me out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ugh, uh-huh. you look disgusting. You know what I'm saying? I told so you, So the, tra- the trade-off is to put the energy into the relationship so you'll never have to worry about the trade-off of going I, and having to work out. I don't out. know. Or either you might be narcissistic <laughs> and you just need to see yourself in the mirror with a six-pack. <laughs> right, that's well, what hey, it is. I'll say, take it. I'm not mad at folks, my man. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at my man. folks. Unbelievable. Mm, well, mm, mm. We, so uh, here's what we'll do. We'll give a Jamaica body update on uh, every podcast leading up to... <laughs> please, please, do that, know, see? Every please podcast do that. leading up to when I, we that's go That's the only thing that's going to help me. Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to... Hey, I'm trying to have some accountability since it don't look like divorces in none of our futures, thank God. <laughs> Not right. at all. You know all what right. I'm saying? Because I promise you, if Candace left me, bruh. I'm talking about Mr. <laughs> Olympia. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh my goodness, what's he doing? Yep, that's that divorce. <laughs> no, hey, somebody told a, me the other here's day. Here's the reality, see. If, yeah, if I got a divorce. Day, oh, you look like you're doing. Oh, oh, it's Jada. I said, she said, oh, it looked like you uh, sticking to that diet. That diet. I said, this the all black diet. And she thought I was talking about like some type of like juice and things. She was like, all black diet. I was like, yeah, it's just when you wear all black clothes. It just makes you look a little, you know what I'm saying? Make you look a little slimmer. So I'm on that all black diet. Uh, If you'd like to join me, just get you a black hoodie, some black sweats, (laughs) and people are going to be like, oh, you look straight. Try to get the black jeans, though. The sweats could be, the sweats could get you in trouble. Oh, well, you know, no, no, no. You know the kids, now they're doing the skinny sweats. You know right. what I'm saying? Oh, okay. so, that's right. That's yeah, right. no, that's it's, right. The, it's the nice little fitted sweats that, you know what I mean? They, they hug yeah. your calves a little bit and they make it look like you got a little definition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to say this, though. <laughs> You're welcome. So that people can understand what we're saying. All my fellas in their mid-30s struggle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to say this, though. See, so people can understand what we're saying is the reason why we're talking about the exercise and the way we're saying it is because mm-hmm. when you're happily married, you got to put in so many hours that if we weren't married, we would have an extra ten hours a day to work out. You know what I'm saying? But you can't have a you can't you can't be in a healthy relationship and you gotta put in all these hours and have an extra two hours. I'll be looking at Keon. I'm like, Keon look like he in the gym at least four I'm hours. I'm talking about at least six hours. At least four see, that's hours. That's how you gotta bro. do it. If you wanna actually do it like that, you gotta make it your your hobby, your passion, mm-hmm. and you gotta get paid off of it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody right. ever paid me for hitting the gym, so I, I think that's why I'm also lacking mm. the motivation. Is I got to pay a membership, like I'm paying to be there. It's a straight liability. It's a liability altogether. Um, all right, so the Jamaica body updates, the dad bods, dad you know what I'm bods, all of that's gonna be ready. Yeah, and Amal will be the only one with a tank top on. Okay, <laughs> and, we and all got the rest his, of us uh, will yeah. be in white yeah. tees. And the sweaters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 90 be degrees. the only one with the guns out. You know what I'm saying? And maybe Josh doing something over there we don't know about. But I don't think so. Josh probably going to be right there with us. 
Um, uh. All right, cool. So um, on, a, on, a, on a more serious note, uh, I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, um, but it was something that, you know, obviously was on my heart and you guys knew about. We were praying about my, um, my father was diagnosed with prostate cancer uh, maybe about a, maybe a year and a half ago, maybe. <clears throat> um, but the way they do prostate cancer is they kind of monitor your levels. And so they monitor, they were monitoring my pop's levels and they were like low enough to where they didn't have to do anything. And I, you know, I was like, of course, at the time, like, yo, you got cancer, like remove it. Right. But there's like a system or a process they go about doing it. Anyway, long story short, um, his levels had got higher than they wanted them to get. And so they had to remove the prostate. So that's why I was up in Michigan the other day. And I went up there, you know, honestly not knowing what to expect just in terms of the recovery from the surgery and all of that. Um, but I am, man, super pleased to announce, as you all know, but just sharing it with, you know, the, the podcast fam. Uh, Pops is doing really well. Uh, came out of surgery. They got it out. The doctor was pretty confident they, they got it all removed. Um, and he is up doing well, walking, talking. I mean, like literally like... Uh, a new man. I know E, you came by and saw him, you know, just, you know, healthy, feeling good, man. And um, of course, anytime that happens, it's a serious thing. Um, you know, it's no joke. So, you know, got to be careful with the recovery and make sure you're doing all the right things. Of course, I had him on the phone with Sean. So shout out to Sean for, you know, talking Pops through, you know, how to make sure it don't come back and, you know, the rest mm -hmm. of that stuff. But um, Pops is doing great. Um yeah, and uh, yeah, pl please, you know, keep the prayers rolling and all of that, man. So just so want to give a big shout out to my pops, man, who is our day one supporter. Number one fan. Love you, man. Appreciate you and everything you do. And um, just wanted to let you know. I wasn't sure. I, I told pops, I was like, I wasn't even sure if you wanted me to say anything on the podcast. And he was like, man, you know, I'm an open book. So uh, we take our health very seriously on this podcast. We talk about it and, again, try to share all the things that we're going through just so y'all know we human, you know what I mean? Like, we got the same issues as anybody else. We dealing with the same things. You know, we got the same problems and issues as everybody else. So um, just keeping y'all up to speed on that. Now, uh, changing directions a little bit, I got a picture randomly the other day, and <laughs> I was like, okay, like, who is this? He sent me a pic of him and some dude. And I was like, man, I'm like, yo, who is that? And he, I'll kind of let you take it from there. But um, he really thought it was Eddie Jones. That moment because that Ed, was you, who you thought it was. See, you thought, I thought it was, it was Eddie, Eddie George. Eddie, uh, <laughs> you know Eddie George. <laughs> and like I look back George. at the picture, was like, yeah, nice that kind of dude, like bald head. I was like, oh, Eddie yeah. George. I'm like, uh -huh. I'm pretty sure Eddie was a lot taller than Edo. Eddie was like six three. Mm -hmm. uh, and and this dude had hair on his head. But he did look he like did, Eddie He did, but Joy, you know, bro. now that don't mean nothing because yeah. LeBron and them, no, don't. yeah, they didn't right. they had, you know, they can get you back. I'm thinking about getting back in the game with some 360 waves. You know mm. what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> I'm thinking about making a hey. comeback. Hey, for sure, bro, because Dion looking sweet. Oh, Dion got a whole, sweet. yeah, no doubt. They yeah. do it. Bro, they got the man weaves. They got, uh, you could just get a whole like Lego head. You know what I'm saying? They just <laughs> pop it right on. You just you <laughs> pop it on, pop it off. You know what I'm saying? Pop it off when you're ready to go to sleep. I'm about to get me a full. Uh, I, I, I really want like the little dreads though. I'm going to see if I can oh. come with that. You know what I'm <laughs> nah, bro, I'm, I'm trying to get that. Especially for, for real. If I get, if I, yeah, for real. If I, I'm contemplating it. But 2020, I'm thinking about um, 2020, bro. I'm really thinking about. 
getting that NWA Jerry Curl, 89 Jerry Ooh. Curl. <laughs> 89. Bring it back. I'm serious, bro. Well, Diddy had one when y'all first got back. together. Yeah, yeah, Diddy had one. That's why. And I never got one. And it's one of those things mm. that I still, to this day, reflect on. Like, shoot, if I would have oh, yeah. had You missed the stage of your development, E. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel Diddy, like, Diddy you know what I'm saying, the, DJ the, Quick. That with I need the Michael D- Jackson jacket. Yeah, I need a DJ <laughs> Quick, though. Yeah, I need Ooh. a DJ quick. You know what I'm saying? I need that DJ quick. So we're going to check it I out. I remember man. my homeboy, uh, Daryl and Darnell, shout out to them. They was twins, and they used to have a jerry curl, and their mom used to make them wear the shower cap sometime to school. Oh, no doubt. That used to be. And Daryl sat right in front of me, so I used to drip on my paper. I used to be like, man, come <laughs> on, dog. Yeah. 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 Uh, when I drip, you drip, we drip. No questions asked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, but no, no so man, anyway, it was crazy. It, well, yeah, what happened, bro? I, I still didn't get the story. I got the picture and I got the text, but I didn't get the story. So walk us through what happened. Yeah, well, it was crazy, man, because, you know, I have made an attempt, you know, to reach out to... Which um, I think you talked about on the podcast, actually. Did I? I think we did talk about it on the podcast before. Yeah. Oh. You oh, talked I, about I making know. a more concerted effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I talked about when my uncle died a few years ago that I was definitely going to make, man, I was going to give it the old college try, bro, mm-hmm. to have a closer relationship with, um, you know, my biological side of the family. Now, understand, my grandmother, my aunt, you know, my aunt's kids, like, we've always had a very tight relationship. But uh, my cousin Shay, she's the oldest, uh, we've had a great relationship, but her sister and some of my other Cousins, I'll be honest, I didn't even really see, you know, because I would see my folks when I came through from college. You know, of course, you're talking about the, you know, the different little breaks or whatever. So everybody doing their they thing. But I've got a, a, my father has, you know, three siblings outside of me. Um, and my sister, we kind of established a relationship when me and my father started, you know, maybe when I was 30. So me and my sister probably about 31, 32, we kind of got started. But my brothers, I never really, you know, we never really had, you know, much of a relationship, you know. Um, and again, it wasn't like I was upset with them or anything. It's just, you know, proximity. I didn't grow up with my biological father, so I wasn't like necessarily at his house. I wasn't, you know, doing birthdays and, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that over his house. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know them, you know. Um, you know, but as I got older and my relationship with my father started growing, you know, and you know, man, come on, you go to all these church events, camp meetings, and you listen to all these different messages, you know, it start the onion starts to peel back and you start saying, okay, there's layers to this. And so I remember reaching out to uh, Randall, who I thought was the youngest, but isn't. Uh, he's, uh, my sister is nine months younger than me, and he's probably a year and some change younger than me. Uh, maybe two years, and um, I reached out to him a long time ago. Some kind of way, I found out he was in Phoenix, and it didn't work out. You know, uh, we spoke, we talked on the phone. I was really embarrassed, see, because he called me a few years ago and was just like, "Yo, bro, I'm into um, what do you call it, like sales?" And so he was like, "Yo, I watch your videos," and I was embarrassed because I was like, "Wow, how is it that this is a relative, and you have to be inspired by videos?" And I was like, E, you got to do better. You know, you got to do better. So I reached out to him. It didn't work out. I was in Phoenix. Then I had Elijah send him a birthday card. One year, I just felt, you know, the spirit telling me, you know, get him a birthday card. So I had Elijah 
And Elijah was like, yo, E, whatever address you gave me, that ain't, that ain't real. And so come to find out, it was kind of like maybe he had a P.O. box or something and he wasn't using his physical address. And so I was pretty much like, oh, okay, I tried. And I'm going to be real. Like, I wasn't even, just want y'all to know if you're listening, you know, because some people, you want to, you, like, whatever your experience is, you want other people's experience to be that. And I'm just being real. Mine wasn't anger or anything. I don't know him. Like, we had never really met. We met one time, but that was when I was 25 years old at my grandma's house for the holidays. And even though I met him, we didn't really get an opportunity to talk because I was just really trying to meet my father. And, and so when I saw I had other siblings outside of little Gerald, who I knew about, I was pretty much like, yo, Brown got time for this. Like, I can't believe this. Like, my man got kids. Like, I'm good on that. So I, so I saw him. We took a pic together. But we never had, we, like, we, they just was like, that's your brother. We never really talked or anything. So for me, when I reached out and he didn't reach back, or he reached back, but it wasn't really like physically when it was time for us to meet, he wasn't there. I was like, oh, okay, yo, I'm good. I, I, I tried a couple of times. And I want to talk about that. Let me finish this up and I want y'all to chime in on like, when is, you know what I'm saying? Like, when is it enough in life? Like, how many mm. tries do you do when you say I quit, right? So for me, it was about two or three. And I just was like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, because we didn't grow up together, it, you know, maybe it's just not going to happen. Maybe, it, you know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. And so I was just in Phoenix for a gig, and somehow, it's crazy, his cousin is actually from Chicago as well and is a member of this organization, like really a high-performing salesperson. And so he texted me and was like, yo, my, my cousin told me, like, this is his cousin cousin, told me that you coming to town and I want to link up. I was like, bruh, no questions asked. Like, just meet me at the conference. You know, and so I get to the conference the day of the, um, the the organizer wanted me to do breakfast with them. So I'm sitting down doing breakfast and my man just asked me out of the blue, how was the hug? And I was like, the what? He's like, how was the hug? I was like, what hug? He's like, between you and your brother. I was like, I ain't seen my brother yet. Like, I told him to meet me today. He was like, oh, he came up here yesterday. But when he went up there yesterday, he must have went up there to see his cousin, you know. And so my man thought me and him had... Connected. And I'm gonna be real, y'all. This is a, it's it's a crazy feeling. I'm talking to my man. I'm giving him about 70 percent of my attention because I don't want my brother to come in and I miss the moment. First of all, I don't really know what he looks like. To be honest, I told y'all I saw him one time when he was 25, and it wasn't like we we had cell phones, so it's like a Polaroid picture. So I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know where that picture is. You know, so I didn't know what he looked like. Um, I was looking to see like maybe my dad, like okay. Maybe he'll look like him. I didn't know. So every male, black male that come in the room, you know, I'm looking like, is that him? Is that him? And so he was like, no, that's not him. I was like, is that him? He's like, no, that ain't him. And I'm just like tripping, like almost like a kid, you know, open up his gifts for Christmas. It's like, yo, I don't know what he looks like, but I don't want to mess up the moment. And it just so happened, Isaiah, and he's going to kill me. But uh, there's another young man that it was with Isaiah. He was doing the actual videography. So Isaiah wasn't doing it, but uh, Isaiah brought him. And why did my brother walk in? And he happened to be there with the camera, and he actually caught the whole thing on camera, mm. you know, which is odd because nice. I don't always have a camera person. But I called Isaiah out the blue. It was like, Isaiah, you live in Phoenix, or at least Arizona. Can you come? And he's like, yeah, I got you. And so my man took pictures the whole night. And so I saw my brother embrace him, and he did. He reminded me. 
you know, of my father. You so know how did you know course. it was him? He came up and just gave you that look? Yeah, yup, yup. It was weird, but it was definitely that for the first time. Like, it was that I'm looking for some look. You know what I'm saying? Like the tourist yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You in New York, like That's looking around. Too, like, like he obviously know who you are quick. Right. Right, <laughs> like, right, uh-huh. right, right. So you got to do it to so everybody you, like, bro, no, bro. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so we embraced. Uh, it, it was a weird embrace, though, because it, was, it wasn't, see, like, you know how, like, let's say you, you, you were close to somebody when you were young and you hadn't seen them in years, and it's that, oh, man, well, it was just weird. And I'll be honest, you know, you talk about your father early and just us being human. It was a real human moment for me because I was like, I felt a little anxiety, and I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to tell myself almost that I didn't feel anxiety, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It was weird, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And I was telling myself I didn't have any anxiety because I didn't want to mess up the moment with, anxi- with any anxiety, you know? So I didn't want to, you know how some, sometimes people are anxious or something and they like mess everything up because they awkward. And I was like, yo, E, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Relax. Even though I know you've never seen it before, like you don't have to worry about messing up. Because again, too, y'all, you know, I'm the oldest, so I'm a, I'm like a big mm. bro, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's different when you're younger and I'm E.T. the hip hop preacher. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to make sure like as a brother, I make you feel like, you know, I make you feel good, like not awkward or whatever. So I was like, E, how you going to help the moment if you sitting here anxious? You're like relax, calm down. So he didn't get there for maybe about 15, 20. That really gave me a moment to really like calm down and, and not worry about, well, what's the moment going to be like? You know what I'm saying? Like, just like relax. It's gonna be what you make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you good. So I saw him, we embraced. It wasn't long because I, they was actually micing me up to get ready to speak. So it wasn't a long, you know, I mean, the, the embrace was good, but I'm saying we didn't really get to talk afterwards. Right. It was just like, yo, what's going on? How you doing? Whatever. But the first thing that came to my mind that I wanted to ask the audience, and of course, you know, when I say ask, I mean, you guys, I want y'all to think about this, but maybe seeing, you know, Carl, you can help me, but. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, yo, at what point do you do something, you know, you try something, and then you mm. give up on it? You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if y'all got an answer to that, but just think about something in your life that you tried a couple times, and it didn't work, and you kind of, you like, you, you, you emotionally detach yourself from it. Like, not negatively, but you were kind of like, okay, well, this ain't going to happen. Let me mm-hmm. stop. You know what I'm saying? But then you still kept your heart open, because apparently me and his heart must have stayed open. Because God gave us another chance, you know, uh, last week. So for you guys, what would you say to those who are listening who are like, okay, man, I don't want to keep trying, you know, do this thing over and over. I already put enough energy in it, and it just didn't seem to work out. Yeah, go for it, Carl. I was just going to say, like, what is, I always tell people, and we talked about this, E, when you, when you first reconnected with your dad, I, it's hard, obviously, to keep trying something that could potentially just never work. You know, you never get anything out of it. But I just keep, the, what I'd advise people is, man, just think of the other side of it. Like, is it worth it to make that connection? You know what I mean? Like, what could it be? And I'm not saying, like, you know, you just be relentless. Like, yo, take a break. Take six months if it's something that's just getting you frustrated. But I'd, I'd say, like, find whatever it is within you to regroup. Because, man, if you could reconnect, you know what I mean? And things do go well. Like, what would, you know, that would completely be worth it for me, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you can look at this. It's so, like, as you're talking, E, I'm just listening to the question. I'm like, wow, 
which area of life you talking about. You know right. what I mean? Because yeah. you can talk That's about like, relationships with family, romantic relationships, entrepreneurship, yeah. your business, your job, your promotion. Like, I think we all have those moments. And so, for instance, if you look at, you know, us with ETA, like, at what point could we have said, all right, this ain't working? Year mm-hmm. one, year two, year three, four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point. And so you always hear the old adage, you know, delayed doesn't mean denied, but when does mm. denied mean denied? Yeah, when does it mean denied? <laughs> yeah, no, and I think, here's the thing. I think, one, I think every circumstance is different. Like, I really do. You know, if you, and I, and I also think there's a bit of you that has to be, now, this is a, a swear word because I don't want to be, you know, negative Nancy or shooting down nobody's dreams, but at some point you have to be realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Um, I told a young man who got frustrated with me, he was at a division three school and he was the backup guard at the division three school. And I was telling him, yo, the NBA is not likely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being for, I'm, you know, and I know you can work hard and listen, miracles do happen, but you're the backup point guard at <laughs> Olivet. You feel me? Like, right, that probably right. is not going to necessarily be the... Like, we got cats at Michigan State who's starting point guard right now. They rank five mm-hmm. in the country who not going to the league. You the backup point guard on a Division three team. It's probably not going to happen, but you have these dreams and these expectations. And so, <clears throat> forgive me, but I guess it has to be some type of realistic chance that is going to happen now. Who am I to judge on what's realistic and what's not, right? Because, you know, it's so funny, like, with Toby, right? Like, Toby is, you know, obviously blowing up, right? And and everybody wants a piece of him. And he's, you know, you know, Toby is, he's, I, would you say Toby is a little bit like me, maybe? Just, like, in terms of that, like, maybe Gorilla Alpha, like, he not really... Concerned with a whole lot of opinions, what yeah. other people got to say. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so Toby kind of reminds me of a younger version of myself. Now I'd like to think I've grown some, but here goes the crazy thing: like people have called me and been like, "Well, he wants to do it like this, and this is not the way he's supposed to do it." And you know, what if he gets it wrong? And da-da-da. and I was like, you know what's crazy? I'm like. Everybody know everybody calls me because I'm, you know, obviously like Toby mentor big brother, so they know he'll listen to me. And I say, you know what? I'm hesitant to like bulldog Toby into making a decision that I think is good for him because at the end of the day, we didn't listen to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody told us this is the dumbest thing in the world. Y'all leaving a major university. You know what I mean? Y'all leaving a 401k health benefit. You leave, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? And then you're doing YouTube. Okay, it's not working. Y'all doing videos. It's not working. Quit. What are y'all doing? Like the odds of us making it is almost similar to my man being the D3 point guard. Mm. And making millions of dollars, like, it just doesn't happen like that. And so if somebody came to me right now and was like, yo, I'm thinking about dropping out of school and doing YouTube, and and, th- and now it's far more realistic these days than YouTube had just started. But if somebody said, yo, I'm about to drop out of school, I was thinking about becoming a physician, but actually I want to do skits on YouTube and blow up, the average, you're going to tell them that's a dumb idea. And so I think he... To answer your question, again, I'll take the long way back home of saying, I think each situation is different. But 
to me, that's why it goes back to, uh, here it goes, first time in 2019, self-assess. Like, <laughs> is there a realistic shot that this right. could be done? And right. do you have any indicators, right? So right. my indicators for our success, even when people used to say, yo, y'all are dumb, is when we finally would go speak somewhere, when we finally would go talk to teachers, when we finally would go talk to schools, and he would be in there waxing deep and going hard, I saw the reaction of the people. I saw people in tears. I saw people come up and say, yo, that changed my life. Now, it was a very small sample size, but I saw glimpses that, hey, what you guys are doing, it does work. Now, it may not work on the level that we want it to work eventually, but we know for sure this is a good product and I have a good sample size as to why. And not just like my family. It wasn't like my mom was like, oh, y'all go, baby, go. It was like, yo, we were going into random schools, random mm -hmm. you know, places, and people were like, yo, that was the best speech I ever heard in my life. I've never been so motivated in my life. You changed my life. Can we get your card? Can we get your number? Can you come back? So there were realistic indicators that while what we were doing was still a, a long ways off, and maybe a, a shot in the dark, there were some realistic indicators that said, hey, this train is moving forward. And so I think each person in each situation has to see, is there some realistic indicators that this thing is moving forward? If you're in a relationship, and it's an abusive relationship, an emotional or physically abusive relationship, and it's been three years, and you went to counseling, and y'all tried this, and you tried that, and you tried this, and you tried that, and there's no indicators that it's going anywhere, mm -hmm. it may be time to quit it. Right, and you say, oh, but you know, it could be that one shot that he changes, she changes. Uh, I don't know. Are there any realistic indicators that the ship has turned around? And mm -hmm. I think if you're honest with yourself and you have an honest conversation with yourself, you'd be able to say yes or no, one way or the other. So that's the way I try to judge it for myself in every aspect of my life. Are there realistic indicators that this thing is working and, and going forward? There have been many things that we failed with inside ETA, maybe camps that we tried, events, whatever. And I had to take a realistic look and say, were there any indicators that it was working? Nope. All right, cool. It's done. Don't bring it back up. Ah, well, yeah, there was some indicators. We just need to tweak some things. All right, cool. Let's do it. So I think it's a case-by-case -case basis, but I think that's why the self-assess comes in so heavily. Hmm. And that's why I really think that we've had the success we've had because we've been able to look at ourselves and go, Yo, C, that didn't work. That was whack. Yo, E, nah, that ain't it, bruh. And we knew ourselves before we tried to present it to the public, so we never beat our head against a brick wall. Although the progress may have been slow, there was progress. Mm. Here's the other thing I, I was thinking about. You know, I'm, I'm 48. I, I believe he's 46. You know, a big part of it, and he was talking about uh, my other brother as well, you know, and one of the underlying things that you could kind of, you know, feel, even though it wasn't necessarily spoken to, you know, out loud was this whole idea of rejection, you know, this whole idea of, you know, like you want to try something, you want to do something. So now I'm not even talking about those people, see, who are doing something and they going full blast and it might even, it might not even be realistic, but now I'm talking about that group that doesn't even try, you know, that, 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 that group that is, you know, paralyzed by fear, you know, this whole idea of if I try and, and, and there's like a million 
reasons not to do it, you know, like legitimate, like, okay, this might happen. It might say this, they might do this and I might feel this way. It, you know, to you guys, what, how do you, like, how do you get past that rejection thing? You know, it's like, man, I want to do it, but I feel that if I do it and I get rejected, I'm going to be hurt. What do, what do we say to those people out there that are gifted, could possibly make it to the league, could possibly be a phenomenal speaker or a phenomenal husband or entrepreneur, but what's holding them back is the fear that it won't work out, you know, type scenario. Well, I, as I always say, it, the alternative is a no anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's the crazy oh. thing about fear and rejection is that oh. it's automatic. You start at no. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you like, I, you know, I always get the example of like if you dating and like, you, you know, you see a young lady who you like, oh, man, she look really nice. Like, but you scared to go talk. I'm like, you already at no. You do understand that. Like, you don't have her number now. Like, so by you going and asking her, only one or two things going to happen. And it's either going to be no, which you already at, so you shouldn't trip. Or she's going to be like, yeah, cool. And then now you got an opportunity to court a young lady, right? So I think that the fear of rejection thing is it's all mental. It is literally all mental. And nobody likes to be rejected. Nobody likes, I think it really, especially in this day and age with social media, like these kids put up a picture and they don't get enough likes and they feel rejection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think when you're doing it for outside validation, I think that's when you can run across yeah, that good. spirit of anxiety or that fear that's of, good. I don't want to put it yeah. out or I don't want to do it because you're doing it with the intent of, I wonder what they're going to say. When we do the podcast, we're just generally trying to give out some great information to have a good time. Are there going to be people that hate that, as we've seen in the negative feedback? Absolutely. <laughs> but hopefully there's going to be some people that like it. But we can't let the people who don't like it paralyze us from doing it because we weren't doing it for them in the first place. And so I think it's just a mindset of that rejection thing. Again, we talked about it before. I think it's just like literally your mind playing tricks on you and saying, if this happens and it doesn't happen the way I think it is, well, I'm no good or there's something wrong with me. And I think it's just it's just not the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, and so I, 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 I go for it, Carl, because I'm no, not No, I was just going to say, hey, I got you. I was just going to say, I think what people miss, and again, a goal is a goal. Like, no, I'm not going to, you know, take away from anybody's goal. But I think what people miss is the growth, the learning that happens in the process. Like, not to be funny, I heard, I heard Jamal say at one of the events, Jamal was saying, like, yo, as a college athlete, like, and not your typical jock athlete, but a college person, you know, an athlete that gets a degree, like, you really went to school and you still did college. Like, dude, whether you make it to the pros or not, do you understand what you just went through? You just did, like, two or three different careers in that four-year span. Like, you were a student, and yet you still had to do two-a-days. So he was like, what Jamal was saying is like, dude, coming out of college, like I was, I learned so much, even though I didn't make it into the league, get, get the connection. I was able to be a police officer and still work right. another job. You see what right. I'm saying? Like I still was able to build my right. whole life outside of my work because I learned this process. Right. How to so, do and, two and things not, at once. 
at one time. And not knocking people, I'm just saying that's one of the things that people don't focus on. The process is what's deep. The goal is not deep. A goal could change from today to tomorrow. You hit your head today and the goal changed. You know what I'm saying? But the process, there's so much that you learn, there's so much that you get out of it. I'm saying, doggone it, do it anyway. Even if you feel, even if you're a third string and don't make it to the league, do it like you go into the league anyway because, dude, what you learn, the discipline you learn, the stuff that you learn in there. And then the one other thing I'll say, Eve, like this trips me out a little bit. How many times have you heard somebody that, you know, whatever, like went through something as like, man, like for real, I went through this stuff. Like, you know, I did a, I kind of look back at my life, man, and I will go through it all over again. How many times have y'all heard that? Like people say it all the time, right, man? It was tough, but I go through it all again because it helped to make me who I am. So we look back at stuff with this like reverence, like, man, it was tough. I got through it. But yet we look to the future with fear. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, extrapolate it. Like, yo, you look back and you went through some stuff that was hard, that was difficult, but it helped get you here, but you're looking forward to the next thing as like, man, I'm not even sure. Like, yeah, I'm not. No, it's the same process, dude. Whether it works or not, you go through it and you will be able to look back in five years and say, man, I'll do it all over again because I learned X, I learned Y, and I know what not to do now. So I'm just saying, if we focus on the process and not necessarily the goal, again, the goal can't come without the process, like bottom line. But if you, ref- if you just focus on the process, see, I think you said it, like, yo, if you go to the gym every day for a year, you will see a result. There's no question about it. If you go and work out every day, you don't have to say, I'm going to, you know, be this size and that, whatever. If you go and focus on the process every single day, you'll get the results. So I'm just saying, like, the fear is real. I'm not knocking it. But to what C said, you're already starting at no. Like, just do it and learn in the process. Yeah, I think, go for it. Yeah, I think, um, man, a couple things came out of this for me. So when C was talking about your thought process, I think the challenge is many of us go in on the negative. And mm-hmm. I want to challenge you right now to really re- reprogram your thinking, you know? And as I was thinking about what C was saying, it was like, here it is, you have an opportunity, you know, of a lifetime, but how do people approach that opportunity? Do you come thinking, he, he may not do this, he may not do this, he may not do that, this may not happen, this may happen. And I want you to reprogram your mind and say, this is going to happen. Mm. Like, I want you to think about all of the great things that will happen because I'm realizing that's what's pushing you away. It is your thinking of how it's not going to work. And you're putting your whole body in a position to say, don't do it. Like, you're making your body not want to do it because you keep telling yourself, all of these negative things is going to happen. And the, and the brain, as Carl always says, is a beautiful thing in that it naturally protects us. So when you tell the brain, man, he ain't going to talk to me, man, he ain't going to want to have a relationship, man, he going to think I'm this, or he going to, it's like, yeah, your brain is saying, whoa, if all this going to happen, we probably don't want to do it. Like, don't do it. Whereas if you told your brain, man, this is going to really, man, we're going to hit it off. We're going to have so much in common. We're going to be able to build each other so well. Like, man, we're going to take the rest of our lives, you know, and man, Jalen's going to ha- have his uncle. And man, I'm going to get to see my nephew. And man, I'm going to be able to help my other brother and my brother build a relationship. And man, this thing's just going to be, man, Christmas is going to be, next year going to be, man, I can just see all the positivity. Man, I'm not going to have to watch his videos no more. I'll be able to call him and get to, man, we're going to pray together. You feel what I'm saying? See, like, mm. we don't do that. We come into every situation looking at what's not going to happen. And we don't hmm. realize we end up talking ourselves out of it. And, and, and we end up creating these barriers and these walls that really don't exist. 
But they do exist now. Well, let me, because, let, let, hold on, don't, stay right there because I really want to address that and figure out, uh, just have a conversation about that. So is it that we are more we like our our bodies and our spirits, and this is gonna sound weird because I don't know how to say it. Get more out of the negative than we do out of the positive. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the, the negative yeah. has a greater impact than the positive. Yeah, yeah, so we sure. so we worry well, at least about in this the society. You see what I'm saying? Like. No, I'm saying at least in this society, and again, I don't want y'all to think I'm listeners, I'm a victim or I'm hating because I'm not. But I look at some of the negative, um, you know, social media outlets, Carl, and they got millions and millions of hits. Yeah. No, no question. Uh-huh. Millions. Yeah. Bro, we just crossing a million with all this positivity. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> like, yo, how in the world is that particular social media site Getting that many hits. Well, I'm here's like, the thing, though. I don't even mean like what we're drawn to from the outside. Maybe there is a correlation, but I'm talking about even in is. our own spirit. Like, you know, yo, but, like, I, but I believe, like, see, re- be- reconnecting with your brother is like the 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 good feeling that you're gonna feel from if it does work. Is that gonna outweigh the bad feeling? Is if it don't? And I think most people think the bad feeling if it doesn't would trump the good feeling if it does. Absolutely. So they focus more on the negative than the positive. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah, write that saying, down. See, I why? think I just unlocked the code. Yeah, but I'm, I'm <laughs> saying so. Yeah, but I'm saying why, see, I think it's because we live in a world where the negative gets way more energy. And so you start to get conditioned like that. Right, right, right. So you're saying when it does go hand in hand. Yeah, you huh? know, because when you do do positive stuff, you're not getting reinforced. Like, it's not being reinforced when you're seven, eight, nine years old. You know, you bring home a good report card. Let's just keep it 100, bro. It ain't no major celebration, bro. Like, it ain't no major focus when you bring that A home. It's like, oh, man, I'm proud of you. You got home, hey, I'm proud of you. If you get home, you bring home them Ds, bro. It was a lot of energy going into that. There's a lot of focus. The, 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 the volume in which, and I'm just being real, even when something went well, the, the energy that went into whale and then the energy that went into you ain't do what you're supposed to do. It was just a different energy. And it, hey, have you ever noticed this? That even So the, is that just human the, nature though? Like I, yeah. I guess I don't know if it's like, human why, nature. Though? We made it human nature. I don't know. That's why I said we got to reprogram ourselves. I came across uh and yeah, I don't yeah, I can't answer it directly, see, but I came across a study, this was a while back. Uh, oh, I sound like Sean. <laughs> um, that they talked about why people watch TV, why people are drawn to social media, and one of the findings. You said why people are white people. Why, 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 why not white people? <laughs> white people watch TV. White people watch TV more because. No, but what they were saying is, see, most people are drawn to the negative because it gives you a sense that your life is not that bad. It gives hmm. you this sense of relief, like, yo, this is crazy. I'm, I'm but actually I liking that. Keep talking. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. now, now we get somewhere, Carl. It makes sense. Yeah, no, no, but they were saying, like, yo, that's why people are hooked on TV because you're watching, right. you know, all this crazy stuff, and you right. can go back you to your life like, it ain't even crazy. Yeah, right. you watch yeah. intervention like, at least I ain't on dope. Yeah, my 600-pound life. Yo, I'm only 350. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So it gives you like this baby sense of... I do of... feel rather in shape when I watch that show. <laughs> yeah, you should feel <laughs> e, is it just me, E? How you know? No, no, like, okay. It's Man, not. You I'm watch it every night, people, but I, I'm, I'm not as, as bad as I thought I was. So they, they were saying the, that. You like know what I'm saying? They ain't got the crane out for me yet. 
Yeah. You think of, um, what do you call it? Like a soap opera. Like soap operas had like real followings. Like people will watch that joint. I don't know how if people didn't work, but people was watching this during the day because there's so much drama. Who's sleeping with who and this all this. Like it's this subconscious thing like, yo, my life ain't that bad. So I think that, you know, that could speak to it. Like, yo, you're just looking for some reprieve because again, we faced with life. Like stuff is happening. See, just told you about his dad. Stuff is happening. So like it, the getaway from that, not a good getaway, but a getaway from that is like, yo, my life is not that bad. Let me look at this trifling uh, housewives or wherever to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to go through that. So that could be it. But then it seemed like people more depressed than ever. So that don't make sense either. But, but you know what, what I'm saying? He was just more saying, people I, on anti-anxiety yeah, medicine. Yeah. And, but it's know, a negative loop, like, though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's almost like that negative feedback loop. So now yeah. you're filling your head with, with mess. So when you start to think about something, you're trying to be positive. You just filled yourself with mess. So you don't really have none to pull from, if you see what I'm saying. Right. So it's the reverse yeah. effect almost now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, got no. kind of, you got all kind of a, a, a credit in the negative. And your positive yeah. with is doggone withdrawn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for real, you just, like, your positive muscle. So for those of you who are listening, it's like, okay, I'm telling you to start saying what good can come out of it, but know it's going to be difficult for you just because the positive muscle in you has not been built. And that's why, mm. man, some of y'all need to go on a fast from social media and go on a fast from TV and just a fast from those things that are not necessarily, like, how you would want to think or how you would want to react. But you're reacting that way now because you are listening and watching that. So I would just say we got to build up that, that positive muscle, man, that tells us, you know what? You can go into this thing in the positive. You can see the benefits of this. And again, once I, I, I man, let's talk about that before we, before we uh, end, because I think this could be a real uh, see practical way of helping people. You said it a little bit, but let's get deeper, see, into Okay, your mom has some questions, you know, both of you. Your mom's had questions about, you know, um, okay, is this going, you know, this ETA thing going to work? Of course, you talk about with you and Candace and not being able to go to dinner. What were, what were the things you were saying to yourself? Because apparently you weren't saying anything negative because you would have quit ETA. Carl, you would have quit ETA. What were some of the things that were you were thinking in your mind or you were saying to yourself that made you not quit and get ETA to the point that it is now? Um, I think maybe, you know, one of the things was by the time I looked up and really thought about whether there's even an option to quit, we had too much sweat <laughs> too equity in, in it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? In. I'm like, yeah. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, one, I knew E wasn't going to quit. And then two, I was like, yo, I'm not about to let go and somebody see somebody else come up on my blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like... It's like you get divorced from your spouse and they hit the lottery the next day. You like, wow, mm. I was with this person for that long through all the hard times. And then right before they got ready, you know what I mean? So I think it was one, the sweat, sweat equity. So when you put a lot of work in, I think it makes it that much harder yeah, to actually quit. quit. And again, yeah. like I said earlier, you know, there were some, although maybe small Tangible. signs yeah. and hints, there yeah. were some tangible things that I looked at and was like, okay, this is working to some extent. And so, because I didn't have, like, I'm telling y'all, back then, I said it before, we did, I didn't see people driving Bugattis and living in crazy houses and all that. Like, I, I didn't know. So my definition of success was, okay, somebody said they're willing to give us a check. It's only $300 from, what was the school we went to over on Mount Hope with my man Cabell? 
Uh, I can't remember I the name man. of the school. Yeah. But they uh, might have gave us like $300 for the month. But I remember being like, yo, again, that was a win because uh, we were getting paid to do it. So there were signs like that. Now, was it leading to financial freedom at the time? Absolutely not. But it was a start to something where I said, okay, this is working to some extent. We are getting somewhere. And so I think uh, between the sweat equity and the tangible proof that I had, there was no way that I was going to quit and not see it through. And I don't want to, yeah, see, what C said is the 100% one, but I just got to go with like, man, there's something in your gut. Like, for real, you go in that classroom and watch E do his thing, there's something in your gut that's just like, yo, I don't know what is happening right now, but like, I feel something. And again, we, we, could, we could be candid, like, it's the Holy Spirit or something. It's just like, yo, there's something real going on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're watching people, I'm saying grown people crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, teachers come up crying, and, you know, this student. And I, I don't know if you remember, uh, where were we? We were upstate New York, um, the YMCA up there. Yes. Um, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, we I were do. upstate yeah. New York and E spoke. Again, we ain't doing nothing deep yet. Like this little school, we went to a high school and E went off on this young girl. When I say went off, like not what you would think, not um, not um, the Missouri joint, not St. Yeah. Louis, yeah. but it yeah. was this young girl. Small, like, e was there like, was about six of them in there. It was a little, little thing. See, see, you weren't there. It was me and E on this one. Mm. And this girl came in and E went off on her like, yo, you know, you know you're a beautiful young lady? Like I'm talking in the middle of the presentation. It wasn't like, you know, like he was just talking to her on the site. It was in the middle of the presentation. And E was like, yo, you beautiful. Like you powerful, man, the things that you about to do. And it was like a five minute joint where E went off. Principal came up to us after and was like, yo, like what why did you and he was like, yo, I I ain't really got no reason why, other than I just felt impressed to speak to her. He was like, man, do y'all know that like her family was like they're like they're the biggest drug lords in the city? Like they were like, she he was like, yo, her family shutting the whole city down. Like they're not playing. Like they're like the new mafia in the city. And we were like, what? But you know what I'm saying? So you go into a room and you get these kind of experiences and you see, like I said, people just responding in a way. It's like, yo, there's something here. So for, for back to my um, back to my my second string guard, like if you're not if you're not starting a couple more games the second year or your third year, you know what I'm saying? Not not to kill your dreams, like C was saying, but like for real, there was enough things that we were seeing that in your in our guts, like, yo, it's something here. We know it's gonna take work to get it out, but there's something here, man. Like I can't go back after watching that experience and think like, all right, that was a cool little gig. Let's see what else we could do for money. You know what I'm saying? Like this is way deeper. Like where we were, it was way deeper than money. Like you were seeing people's lives transform right in, I'm talking about in a five-minute thing. The homegirl was crying. He was hugging her, like transformation in minutes. Like that ain't something that you just walk away from. So yeah, there, there it is. He. What about for you? You answer the question real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just be real, man. I like what Carl said. I guess because I was the one doing it, and I was seeing, you know, the spirit move when I would do what I do. It's like people were like, "Yo, you was in my living room," you know, or you know, I got chills when I listened to you, and I know I need to go home you know, and change some things. Like I've seen like older black men and older white men who I know come from like they baby boomers and they're not really into, you know, change like that. You know, it's like my way or the highway. I would be in a meeting in the NFL, you know, hookup or I'd be doing a corporate whatever. And I, they'd come to me afterwards and be like, I know I didn't say much when you were speaking, but I need to go home and make things right with my wife or with my daughter, you know what I'm saying, or with my son. And I, I, so for me, I've just never seen the negative. Like, even though I know negative exists, I, I don't know how to say it, 
it's more it doesn't it it doesn't sit with me if that makes sense like it 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 doesn't like it doesn't like come in my 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 spirit if if you know what i mean it's more like water off a duck so when something negative happens i have the ability in this realm to say like yo we destined to do this like we destined to change the world on martin luther king's birthday as we sit here on martin luther king's birthday and um, have, you know, record this podcast. I'm like, yo, we got a chance to be what, you know, people who've made history like him and Mother Teresa, like people who like, man, transformed their, you know, like the world that they lived in. Like we have a chance to do that. So that's way more powerful to me than this person don't like the podcast or this person don't like my style you know, or this person think I'm too loud and obnoxious. Like this person ain't feeling the fact that I wear a baseball cap. Like the work that we do is so massive. You know, it's so it's so gigantic, man. It's so colossal that for me, I, that that other stuff is minuscule, is light, is little. And so I just don't, I don't, I don't let it penetrate my thoughts. I don't let it penetrate my spirit. You know, and I think that gives me the energy that I need to get up every day. And however little it is, and it's so funny, Carl mentioned that, that was literally the first time I had dealt with, you know, an overt racial, you know, um, situation when we were dropped, got pulled over by the Ohio police mm. officers on our way to, um, that was our first gig. Our first gig, we were standing at the, um, that was the first time we stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. Very first time. Mm. And that was Wouldn't the very be first last, time. though, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very first time we stayed there. And that was, the, that was the first time we had really done corporate work on that level. We did something for Quicken Loans. That's when we had established our relationship with Quicken Loans. Um, and so, yeah, I remember getting pulled over and then going to New York after that experience, yeah. like within that week. And I had talked about that and went, went in on her. So, yeah, I just think the work that we do on C, man, is just, yeah, bro. I, when you think about the P- Patriots dynasty, you know, Alabama hmm. dynasty. And, and, and again, this is no di- discredit to Clemson and, um, you know, other teams that win. But when you think about the Lakers dynasty, B- uh, Boston's dynasty, I, I, I see us like I've always seen us as, you know, when we kind of came together and start really um, meshing together and start getting some small wins. Like I literally saw it as, you know, we could be a dynasty. And at, at, to this point, if we were to stop what we're doing, we we are a dynasty in in this in this personal transformation space, you know. And I put pictures up the other day. It does. I had a picture of me with a a white male, probably in his seventies, and then a thirty year old black male who was a construction worker at um, you know, at um, where was that? See at um the the uh, um, mall in uh, whatever city I was in, Phoenix, and then somebody from Apple, and then an athlete saw me, you know, from Notre Dame, and then a football player. It's like, we got, it's a dynasty, man. We have created a dynasty in that. It doesn't matter if you're breathing and you need motivation, inspiration, transformation, we're giving it to them. And so for me, man, it's just, I can't stop, won't stop. I know that's your boy saying, but can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. You know what else will help you can't stop, won't stop? <laughs> yeah, that's Diddy, right? That's Take a Diddy. guess. That's Diddy. 
Oh, I get a Hey, 92% of Americans have a vitamin deficiency. All right, so start now. It's never too late to boost your energy, cleanse your body, and feel amazing. Change can be tough, but we made it easy, right? We gave you a promo code for Organifi. Listen, you just transform your life in just 30 seconds a day. Scoop, stir, and sip. When you wake up and drink a glass of Organifi green juice, you kickstart your body's process of daily detoxing, producing natural energy and managing stress, all right? Start the day with a smart choice. Your body will reward you. Listen to all these things that's in this green juice. Moringa, all right, contains all the essential amino acids and building blocks needed to repair and grow and maintain cells. Chlorella, a green algae, super high in protein, healthy, saturated, uh, polyene, saturated fats, uh, mint used for thousands of years and aiding with indigestion, cramps, whitening teeth, and also a sleep aid, spirulina, a good source of plant protein, is also high in iron and calcium, beets, all right, uh, maca green tea, wheatgrass, ashwanda, turmeric, lemon, coconut water, where are you going to get all this in one scoop, all right? This is what we've been on, guys. You guys know we're, we're serious about it. Matter of fact, I know Didi don't really rock with the podcast, but Didi came over um, the other day with E to check on uh, Pops and was telling me she loves, and I didn't know this. This was news to me. I didn't even know she was using it. Didi's on the green juice heavy now. Oh, no Didi. question. Mm. She popped yep. me one today. She calls it a cocktail. Mm. She was cocktail. like, it's 21 degrees this morning. You and Jalen just got off the road. Y'all need a cocktail. And so she made me a cocktail. It's got like Theraflu, a vitamin C, and then I was like, yo, none of that stuff is green. What's this green stuff in yo, the let me, and, and I'm on the website. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I just went to the website. I was like, let me see what's up, man. Shout out to Sean B., who says, Organic Gold. Man, I am an avid listener yeah, to the Secret gold, to yeah. Success podcast. After, after yeah. hearing them rave about it, I had to grab some. I don't even think my green juice lasted a full month. This product is phenomenal. I'm going to order some more along with the red juice. I love how I feel when I'm on it. I'm now pro-Organifi, all right? So shout out to um, Sean B., who's listening to the podcast and rocking with us, man. Feeling good, feeling great. Um, hey, y'all, check this out. Uh, I want to know whether y'all are more excited, and maybe you don't even know, and I know he's never seen him, but maybe this is a question for Carl. Um, we're, we are getting blessed on the movie front. There is a Bad Boys 3 on, mm. in the works. Didn't know that, yeah. So Martin Let's and Will it. got back together. And then also, yeah. even more Your movie, crazy, see? Your, your movie, see? Welcome hey, to America. Coming to America too. Are you they serious? They are doing a Coming to yeah. America too. And wow. I was like, yo. Uh, heaven, heaven must be like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just oh, I'm overjoyed. You got you getting me coming to America too. Bad Boys Three. I'm uh -huh. excited, and uh, I wanted to gauge y'all excitement level and see which one you thought was gonna be better. Well, mm -hmm. I per, mm -hmm. I per, my for me 2018. I already got my and the Incredibles too. So I already got my. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was. And, and Carl that, wants hey, Carl, to see that was that era when Christo my kids six. were young. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. My kids <laughs> were babies no. when that first one came out. So y'all know how it is. You watching stuff now that you never watched back in the day. Now that you mm -hmm. got Trey Trey, you know, and Jordan. And so when The Incredibles came out, that was something like, um, you know, just my family and I, you know, had checked that out. But uh, I'm going with Bad Boys because, and y'all going to kill me for this, 
I never really watched the full episode of Coming to America. Like, I never really uh-huh. seen the whole thing. Hey. The fact that you called it an episode lets us know. <laughs> right. It's right, right, a right, classic right. movie. It's not a sitcom. Yeah, I never, I never went. I never really watched. Well, I saw it on TBN. Uh, it, you know what I'm oh, it don't count. Uh, if you don't watch the cursed version, yeah. it don't even count. You can't, you know what I'm saying? They had to bleep out every word, trust me. Every other word. If you ain't word. watching it on The Real Boy, um, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, no, I am, I am unfortunately siding with E on this one. Like, I'm a strong Bad Boys fan. I'm a strong, strong but fan. But E has E seen Bad Boys? Yeah. One and two? Oh, okay. At one and two. Now that I did see. Hey, I had my boy Will Smith in that Joker and Martin. You know I'm a Marty Marr. Oh, yeah, you know, that was Martin the ep- that, that, Marty Martin was the I'm talking about. Martin might have been the last uh, <laughs> Mohicans <laughs> of the uh, of, of, of TV sitcom. Silence. So, yeah, I'm talking about silence. Practicing your heart. <laughs> Literally, two nights ago, I showed Tamisha, like I was just clowning. I showed Tamisha the scene when um the dude came to take the little mama out, and they had that little scene like, oh, you taking, uh, what's my man there? Oh, I forgot his name. Mark. When it was taking, no, 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 I'm saying when it was taking his daughter out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, bad boys. Yeah, uh-huh. literally like two nights ago, I just showed that to Tamisha. We was dying. I'm talking about oh, no. dying. Oh, no, that's, yeah, so, no, bro, that's, that's, oh, bro. You I still you record Martin, and if it ain't about that going on, I sneak and watch like my favorite one. <laughs> like when Martin went on that diet, uh, oh my, that's my favorite episode <laughs> of all time, bro. When he went on that diet, was teaching that uh, aerobics class. The aerobics joint. <laughs> oh, bro. And then Gina was making them biscuits. I promise you, I could watch that right now and die like the first time I've seen so, I'm looking forward all to seeing Mars. both. I'm just more, I'm more, I know where they're going. I can predict where they're going with bad. Boys three, right? Because we saw mm. two, and you know they're gonna be a little older, and Martin ain't gonna want to do nothing. Will still gonna be cocky, but oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure out where they're going and coming to America too. Yeah, I'm not sure like what the storyline is there. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how they freak that. But uh, I'm excited about both, so we shall see. Um, all right, let's jump into some Ask Et here. Let me get in my my bag here. Vaughn in Houston said Et. I'm sure you've noticed that you've inspired a ton of new motivational speakers, many of whom have a very similar style as you. Does it bother you? Does it bother you that people seem to be copying your style? Uh, uh, I, if I to be transparent with you guys, I hadn't even thought about it. To be honest with you, um, I, I'm so busy, man, making sure that because you know we are the newest form of motivational speaking, if you know what I mean. Like our style is kind of new, you know, in the last, I don't know, the last 30, 40 years, I haven't seen anything uh, like what we have um, created. And so I've been so, what's the word? See, like I've been so busy making sure that it's not a, you know, fad, like it comes and goes kind of thing. Because you remember when hip hop first came out, everybody was kind of like, you know, it's not, it's not real. You know, it's not going to last. I've just been so focused on making sure we produce the kind of content where we're taking serious our craft and how we go about doing what we do is taking serious because it's new, you know, um, that I hadn't even really thought about. I just want to make sure that if people are inspired by us and they're trying to borrow, you know, our platform and our style, that they have something for the next 40, 50 years, you know, if that makes sense, and to whoever else comes out, with something new. So yeah, just to be honest, I haven't really paid attention to it. 
Yeah, and uh, I have and I will be suing everybody who's out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm about to call uh, Marvin Gaye a state attorney. You know what I'm saying? Because right. they jamming everybody up. Right. Y'all see that? They, no. got Ed, they got little Ed Sheeran. Hey, call him. Mm. Trying to, you know what I'm saying? You know that song, Thinking Out Loud, right? Yeah. Yeah, hey, who, who you need to get, though, is the lawyer for the super soakers. That's who you need to get. Super soaker. Yeah, the, the, the um, what's that called? That's the water gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah, man was yeah. awarded $76.1 million, bruh. Are wow. you serious? Yes. Yeah. What is it called? Tyco? Is it Tyco or something like that? The company? Tyco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bruh. He got $76.1 million wow. from, stealing, from, from stealing his idea. Yeah, that's gun. what you need to call, see, a water gun specialist. Who took a water wow. gun copycat serious? Who wow. What lawyer took that yeah, serious? No, the, um, but no, you know Marvin Gaye and them, been, they beat, uh, they got Pharrell and uh, yeah, they got Robert Pharrell caught up. On yep. one. And then they, now they getting Ed Sheeran on that thinking out mm. loud. They said, that's yeah. uh, let's get it on. They said, bro, wow. what you doing? I'm like, yo. <laughs> so I was asking myself, though, I'm like, man, you know, what point is it like you inspired me? So, you know, my stuff kind of sound like yours just based on the fact that I grew up, you know, listening and this is the stuff I like. And right. at what point is copying? You is know it plagiarism? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, for real. Because I people people ask me that question all the time. It's just about, you know, people copying E. Like, do I ever get? And I'm like, yo, I guess I kind of looked at it like, you know, the Fab Five. Like, when they start wearing longer shorts, everybody start wearing longer shorts. But that's not them... For them to be like, oh, you everybody caught. It's like, no, we set a trend. Like, we that dope to where, you know, like that's what we were trying to do. Like we set out to be sweet and, and tried to, you know, be an inspiration. And so I guess I would be more offended if nobody was trying to copy, which means you whack. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, so it's yeah. like, for all, but don't go too far with that. For all my speakers out there saying CJ said I could you y'all could I will still see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do not get it twisted. He, he, he don't see you, but I see you, and I will sue. Um, so no, all right, good question. Um, hey, real quick, guys, I forgot to do this, man. Uh, we don't do it a lot. Shout out Lion of the day, man. Shout out to um, University Foreign Auto Parts on Kalamazoo, right next door to the Crack Chicken. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's not the real Crack Chicken, though. Don't tell them people. Yeah, that's, you that's talking the, about MLK? That's the little brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, the bull. Yeah, MLK. But for, see, since you've been gone, there's a new king in town. Yeah. No, yeah. that's no, real. I went no, back no. and tried. See, that's real. Well, the word on the street that ain't is crack see. chicken. That's like weed chicken. You know what I'm saying? I know. <laughs> no, no. He been gone. He been gone. He don't know that the Lakers ain't number yeah. one no more in basketball. Yeah, it's over. He been Come gone. Go to No, I went to Kazoo. Dog. The chicken quality no. was not the same as crack oh, chicken. Oh, no. It's way cleaner. They took home, no, bro. Nah. I'm telling you, the word is over. What do cleaner got to do MLK. with the taste? You know what I'm saying? saying? The taste That's is better. It's, it's not cleaner. as good. It's too clean. Yeah, I promise you, see. <laughs> nobody, hey, nobody in the city hit up MLK like they used to, yeah, bro. No, no, that's everybody on every time I go, is stupid packed. What are you talking about? Oh, it about? is. It, that's because they, they because there's still people like you coming from out of town. So we hit them. <laughs> I mean, that's the plagiarism right there. They took it, oh, their whole swag. Oh, no, no, they did. There's no question yeah, no, asked. serious. That's They literally like bro. copied the chicken, the no menu, question asked. the season, everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah, they did, bro. And they taking over. I ain't ordered from MLK in five years. Oh, it's years. Oh, yeah, tripping. seriously, years. Oh, years. Yeah, you tripping. Oh, I promise yeah. you, bro. Nobody. <laughs> Michigan State, Murray going, everybody going yeah, there, bro. Yeah, it's because it's closer. 
No, 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 no dude. No. I'm telling you, no, there's a change in the sheriff in town. No. Bro, y'all not, come on, man. Y'all, now, you, now you from Barbados and you from Chicago, Detroit. <laughs> Hey, tell me not I promise you, you telling the truth. <laughs> I got they lost, no hey, lie. you telling the truth, see? But 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 you the dude that said Mike Tyson is still the champion and don't know Buck <laughs> Douglas knocked him out. <laughs> no, no, but Mike's still the greatest though. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> may have got knocked out at one point, but Mike's still the greatest of <laughs> yeah, all yeah. times. Hey. And MLK get knocked the Blake out of his <laughs> <laughs> Mouthpiece on the floor. I'm just keeping it 100, bro. And you know, you know all what? I know Maybe is MLK. Just my taste buds are so partial. I promise you, I went to um, Kalamazoo because I've been hearing those rumors. So I said, yeah. okay, cool, let me go. I promise you. Ask my dad. I, I think was like, you, never I, I think you felt like you was committed to Dutch when you went. You felt mm. like you was committing adultery when you went, see? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Maybe that's right. it. It was psychological, loyal, yeah. bro. Yeah, you, you know couldn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I no stayed with you when you was broke. That's why so, I said you couldn't enjoy it. How you going to dog me enjoy. out for remaining faithful to crack chicken? <laughs> yeah, no question. I'm not mad at you, though. Uh, but I wanted to say this, y'all. That's the attribute we love. Okay. Well, you was going. So, you was shouting out some type of auto parts store. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to give him the lion a year, bro. And we just getting started. So... We came home from Cali, and Jada's car was sitting, and she's like, Dad, it had low coolant. I was like, all right, no problem. We'll go grab some. We grabbed some, put it in there. Like, we put two of them jokers in there, and it just ran through it. And I was like, shoot, this is the BMW. You know what I'm saying? I already got the engine rebuilt, fixed a couple years ago. This is the, you know, they radiator, bro. They just got problems with this radiator after, you know, Which so car was many, uh, this, The BMW. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. So I'm like, yep, the radiator, you know. So I called Jamie, and he was like, yeah, bro, um, drive it to the crib, and I'll take a look at it. But, yeah, them radiators, I just spent two, three grains. Like, I had to just go in and junk the car. I was like, shoot. So um, we drove it to the crib. I noticed that it was saying it was overheating. So I was like, yo, pull over. Pulled over, um, picked that joint up. He was like, send it to um, University Foreign Auto Parts. I was like, cool. Because my guy, they used to do it, he passed. So they was like, take it to them. So I took it to them. You know, I go in, bro, of course. My man, like, 150 off the cuff for us just to look at it. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. So he told me, he's like, what? he said, what's wrong with it? I told him, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, bro, I'm just going to be real with you, BMW. It's like two grand, easy, sometimes three, bro. And I'm like, bro, I ain't trying to spend $3,000. So, I mean, it got so bad. See, the news was so bad. That Didi was like, all right, what kind of car I want? Jada gonna get the uh, Mercedes. She ain't about to get no new car. I'm gonna get the new car. And so I was like, all right, cool. So we went out of town, didn't think about it. Um, I called, I asked my man, I was like, yo, you know, you say he's gonna be ready Monday. He's like, give me a call, give me about an hour or two. Let me talk to my guys. My man, I called my man back. He was like, yeah, bro, what happened was, I was like, oh Lord. He was like, whoever put the radiator host on it after they did whatever they did with it, they didn't put it back on properly, mm. right? So he was like, they didn't put it back on right. So he's like, yo, we put that joint back on and then we ran some tests, you know, with the pressure and we ran some tests with the ceiling. If you, you know, I guess that's what it was. And he was like, yo, bro, everything is good, bro. We put more mm. oil in it. The, um, uh. the uh, what you call it, the, uh, the gasket, the head gasket. He was like, yo, sometimes when it overheat the head gasket, He's like, what's nothing wrong with the head gasket? We put a little bit more oil because it was low on oil. He's like, you owe us $180. I was like, oh, I dodged the bullet. Wow. And so I'm giving him, I'm, I called my man. I told my man, look, bro, I'm calling him back. I was like, look, bro, I just want to thank you for your integrity. That's like, 
100 between me and you, you could have easily told me the radiator was messed up. It cost 2,500, and you come pick that joke up when you ready. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no I don't question. know what's wrong with it. You feel me? I said, he said, bruh, he was like, look, bruh, I'm in the business of taking care of people and I operate in integrity. And that's what's wrong with the car industry. A lot mm. of people don't have no respect for us and don't want to deal with us. And it makes my job hard because people are afraid that people are taking advantage of people. So he's like, I appreciate you calling me back and thanking me, you know, for my integrity. So, bro, Matt, shout out to him. And then I've been going through the uh, airport giving Matt, praise God for my wife, because I was buying, I bought some thank you cards and um, gift certificates and was giving them the TSA. And my wife was like, you can't do that. And so, but I have been. Oh, you can't I did do that because they, they ain't got no job right now anyway. Right. Yeah, but, I, but I'm saying, that's what I've been telling them, thank you. So when I've been going through the line, like I've been stopping. Yesterday, I pulled five or six of them together in Florida. They all came around. I was like, no, thank you for your videos. We watch your stuff. That keep us going. I'm like, thank you for working for free. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. you're not getting paid. And you're still coming to work. Y'all still looking out. And so um, shout out to, man, Lion of the Week. I know it's a lot of people unemployed, but TSA, I'm going, you know, literally in the airport on the reg, and they still coming in. Those people could be taken off like everybody else. They could be crying sick, you know what I'm saying, if they're not really sick. And I just was telling them, man, thank you for showing up to work and um, protecting us, you know, despite the fact that right now something is going on in our country. And I will say this, I want to I wanna, um, I wanna challenge the government that we should put in the bylaws that when we do do a shutdown, the president or the not Democrats, the senators, none of them, don't nobody, the House, Senate, don't nobody get paid when there's right. a shutdown. Because, you know right. what I'm saying? It's easy to do a 50-day shutdown when, it, when you're not affected by it. So yeah. I would love to in the near future. I do understand that it is a strategy and we do have to do a shutdown. But y'all know me. We building a church. I'm like, yo, take my salary. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it ain't on that. When, you know, in the business, like, yo, bless Didi for mine. Bless my son for mine. Like, I don't play that. I'm like, yo, I'm not going I'm, I'm to ask you to make a sacrifice and I'm not making one. So I would hope that our country would get to a place you know, at one point where, like it used to be back in the day, when we went to war, the, the you know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all saw that picture of George Washington, but what's so unique about it is that George Washington is in the boat with, you know what I'm saying? Mm. He's in the boat with the troops on his way mm. to war. You feel what I'm saying? And where today's society, our leadership can lead sometimes from, you know, and it's no disrespect, but sometimes our leaders lead from an office and they don't lead from the, from the battleground. And I would just love for us to get back to a place where, you know what I'm saying, we leave from the battleground. So much respect to all our people out there, U.S. citizens that are working on our behalf, that's not getting paid. Our prayers go with you and your family. I know it's a rough time in terms of maybe just eating the way you used to eat. or I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm just praying that as we go through these crucial times that you guys hold on. And uh, I just believe we're a great country. We're going to get through this. And then you guys will get, uh, hopefully they get, back pay, you know, for this and uh, what do you call it, furlough, whatever that is, like vacation and stuff. So, yeah, man, shout out to all those folks out there that make this country great. Yep, no, absolutely. Um, All right, cool. Uh, Real quick, man, as we get ready to pull out here, because I got some work to do, I know y'all do too, Um, Monday is MLK Day. Um, and so, as always, man, E, I want to, you know, let you get the nugget of the day. Also, uh, event Arizona, give them the, um, if you're in the Arizona area, in or around um, Arizona, we got an event coming up. What's the date, E? Help me out. 
January 26th and 27th. 26th and 27th. So, um, it was on... 26th, 27th? Yeah, come come check it out, the 1% Club. Um, and uh, it's on our website, etinspires.com. Go check that out. If you are in Arizona, anywhere near it, come on through. Uh, those of you coming to Jamaica, we'll see you soon. Um, yes, yes. And uh, as always, man, breatheuniversity.com. Come check us out, right? Join us. Uh, we just—it's been, man, a, a, a fast start to twenty. Can you believe, like January? Bro, we halfway there, bro. We you halfway there. So, um, yeah, man, get yourself involved and surrounded with uh, some people doing big things, man. So, breatheuniversity.com. We'd love for you to join us there. E, give us the MLK nugget of the day so we can get out of here, bro. Hey, I want to say this though, for real. For those of you who are considering coming to Jamaica, but you got a dad behind, don't let that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have right when I come. Yeah, bro, please. You know, how sometimes people don't come to church because they're not dressed right. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. not let the gut, the beer belly, do not let that hinder you. Like me, could swim in a, a t-shirt, a big t-shirt. So just bring your swim t-shirt, and uh, you're gonna be fine, bro. So no, man, give an honor, you know, to uh, MLK, man, one of the greatest. In my opinion, one of the greatest leaders that ever lived, you know, he said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I'm asking that in 2019, um, you stand for something, guys. 2019, stand for something. Like, if this is the year, you know, to get your degree, don't fall for the okie doke. Don't fall for the, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not, you don't have the money, you know. You This isn't a good time. Like, don't fall for that foolishness this year. Right? Don't fall for the, the mental mind, jet of mind trick games. Don't fall for that. This is the year. Stand up and say, though the heavens fall. Stand up and say, you know, though, you know, I'm not where I want to be financially. Though, you know, I did, you know, get separated from my spouse and we're going through it, or I was diagnosed with something. Like, don't, don't let that stop you. Don't fall for anything. Don't let that stuff stop you from being successful. You won't be the only person that got that news. And you won't be the only person when you succeed that were able to overcome, you know, insurmountable odds to do whatever you're doing. So do me a favor, stand. You know, the MLK, he stood for something. He made the sacrifice, right? He stood for something. And so I promise you, and what he stood for, we live in the dream right now because of MLK. We, me, CJ Carl, we live in the, we live in the American dream. And he said, I have a dream. You look at CJ's parents. We live in the dream, man, that 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 race would not stop you from um, loving each other. We live in the dream. We've been blessed with CJ as a result of that. We live in the dream, y'all. Carl coming in from uh, a Barbados, living in man. We live in the dream, y'all. We live in the dream, y'all. Me, a high school dropout, kind of starting behind and then playing catch up and number one motivational speaker in the world. We live in the dream, y'all. But for each one of us, we we were we did not fall for all of the other things that people were told that made them quit, like all the other stuff that people went through that made them quit. We, we went through what they went through, but we didn't let that stuff stop us. And we are legitimately, and we're not even finished yet. We're just getting started. We live in the American dream. So do me a favor, do not fall. Do not fall for anything this year. Stand for something and say to yourself, no matter what, no matter what hits me, I'm going to finish this thing. No matter what news I get, I'm going to finish this thing. No matter what happens around me, when the race is finished, 
I'm gonna be one of the ones that cross the finish line. A lot of folks starting. A lot of folks starting 2019 with a lot of folks' dreams, goals, whatever. But stand for something. So at the end of it all, you could finish that, you could break the ribbon and finish, get past that finish line. And with the rest of us, you could be standing there too saying, millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones that did. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that nugget of the day. Uh, everybody enjoy your MLK Day. Make sure you watch the, the I Have a Dream speech or your favorite MLK, MLK speech. Keep the, uh, the, the dream alive, man. Love y'all, and uh, we'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul. I need you to, this is the final one. I need you to be driven. Shh, I need to be driven. Because somebody said they were bored, and I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. You're bored. I'm feeling you. I got a 3.5 after I got kicked out of college when I came back three years later. And people said, how did you get a 3.5? I got a 3.5 when I came back to college after getting kicked out because I had my first child. And when I came back to school, I wasn't going to school for school. I was going to school for my boy. My granddaddy was a high school dropout. My daddy and I was a high school dropout. And I figured if I at least graduated from college that he would have to graduate from high school. I would be an example. So when I came back, I came back with a vengeance. I was driven by a purpose. I'm telling you, you'll never be what you're supposed to be. You'll never have what you're supposed to have. You'll never ball out until you got a purpose for why you do what you do. The people who blew up, they blew up because there was something that was going wrong in their life and they took that pain and they turned that pain into something. You will never ever go to class and you guys are spoiled. Do you know what it's like to go to class in Michigan in December? It's 10 inches of snow and they don't close the school and it's minus 10 degrees and you still got to go up and go to class? How do you go to class when it's 10 degrees and 12 inches of snow? You know how you do it? Because you know your mama broke and she working two jobs and taking on a loan for you to go to school. I laugh at kids whose parents are broke and they up there partying like everybody else. Your mama broke. You went to school, listen to me, some kids when they go to school, they just going to school to keep the legacy alive. Their mama already got money. Some of us, we taking our loans to help our we taking our loans and sending it home so people can pay rent. That money ain't even going to college. And we still going to parties. We still clubbing. Listen to me, nothing against fraternities. But I've had students, students. One dude had a 3.2 GPA and got in a fraternity his freshman year and it went down to like a one-something. I'm saying, what kind of brotherhood is that? When you got my man up at 2 o'clock in the morning washing your car and going to get you groceries when you should be helping this kid to study. Now he can't get into college of business, but he got Greek letters. He didn't come to school to get Greek letters. That's a bonus. He came to school to get a degree because if you walk out of here without a degree, you came up short, short. So you gotta be driven. I'm driven, y'all. I get up every Monday and do TGIM. I drive home, get back to the airport, hour and a half drive back and forth almost every single day because I'm driven. I want my son to have a better life than I had. I don't want my son begging like I had to beg. I don't want my son to ever think he got to sell dope or he got to steal from the mall. I'm driven. I want my daughter to know what it's like to have. I'm driven. I'm driven. When I was at the Michael Jordan Classic the other day and I opened up that whole conference, people were like, E, you speaking at the Michael Jordan Classic. How do you feel, bro? You made it. I said, I'm hungrier than I've ever been before. Now I want to speak to the Pistons, the Knicks, the Boston Celtics. I'm driven now. I'm hungrier than I've ever been before. Why? Because I tasted it now. I tasted it. I, I mean, I messed up. In my book bag, I got the first check I ever got from Nike. I used to buy Nikes, now I got a check with my name on it. I ain't even put it in the bank, because I want you to see it. I'm driven. When I got that first check from Nike, I was like, ooh, I'm on the payroll. 
That means I can get another check. And the next check I got was double that check. I'm driven. What drives you? Because you ain't going to go to class just to go to class to hear somebody teach. You got to go to class with a purpose and say, I don't care if he's boring or not. I got to get through him and I got to get through that class and I got to get through that boring stuff so I can get to where I'm trying to get to. If it takes a boring uh, uh, biology class, then I'm taking biology. If I got to go through calculus to make my family get to a level they've never been through, calculus, watch your back. Because your boy is coming. PhD is hard, bro, but I'm about to finish up. I got one little part left. I'm about to finish up. Why? Because I want it as bad as I want to breathe. breathe. You got to be driven. What are you driven by? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a PhD at 26, and he was willing to give his life. Why? Because he cared more about the freedom of women and the freedom of minorities than he cared about anything else. He, listen to me. He had a PhD at 26. He had a job. He didn't have to get involved in the struggle, but he was willing to make that sacrifice. And he said it. He said it in his speech. Longevity, longevity, longevity. has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will.